0: Welcome to the Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors and hear about what they're learning, what they're teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's podcast. I'm Pastor Nate, and uh, I'm hanging out with Pastor Steve. Hello, everyone. Good to be here. It is great to be together Yes, sir. Um, before we talk about anything else, Stephen, <laughs> I just want to have the podcast audience to be the first people to know. Oh Well, first off, thank you for listening every week. And as part of your reward for listening to this podcast faithfully, I want you to be the first people to know that we are able to talk about the opportunity that we've been praying about for a couple of Um, we're going to be talking about it this Sunday and we can share what's been going on, what's been happening and everybody listening, you know, here first, that's that we're talking about it on Sunday.
1: Yes, sir. Pretty exciting. (laughs) It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah.
0: Well, it was Miracle Offering on Sunday. Stephen, yes. and this was the first spiritual offering that Bethlehem location got to participate how how um were they responding to that how how did they you know at this part they' it's it's a young location hasn't been around for a year yet do you think they're captured the heart of it of Millers?
1: I, I think so. I think the response was good. We had a couple of new uh, people. Uh, so it was like 50 all like uh, every, every week comers and then like 50 newcomers. So it was a lot of people were new. So they were like, oh, this is something new. But then you explained it. So you have to if it is your first Sunday, you don't have to. So I, I was kind of like worried about that I was like oh for Sunday and we were talking about giving (laughs) but I think I. but I saw even those people uh, coming forward and being in the act of jeopardy so that was cool to see
0: yeah that's awesome
1: so that was fun
0: that's good we had people I mean everybody got up everybody walked up front and and participated at Dover location, and I, I, you know, it's just a special Sunday once a year we do that. Once a year we, uh, you, you know, we all participate in that, and it right. is miraculous. exciting mm-hmm. what God does, and what He's going to continue to do.
1: Yeah, I had a question. Uh, question you with the miracle offering how did you come up with this like let's as a church all right let's do this offering, or like who encouraged you in your walk for the church to do this how did all this like start if you don't mind sharing that yeah story. Well,
0: uh, i th- i feel like we talked about it pretty recent so i won't go in- all of it, because I think we did talk about that on the podcast this year. Um, but going back to the way beginning, um, there's a, a pastor named Dan Betzer, and he's kind of famous within our denomination. He have like a radio show and a TV show, you know, in the '60s and '70s. Yeah, and he had a teaching why your church why some churches Mm. and I remember listening to that as a youth pastor in 2009 listening to that sermon and he said some churches are blessed because they give to missions they give to the mission of God Um, commission go therefore make disciples of all nations and because they're giving toward that which is God's heart God's heart is for the lost um, that God's blessing them so because they're giving God's giving them even more to give and more to do with and so I believe that that was like the very foundation of it and then River Valley Church and Rob Ketterling. He came here In he was in the Dover location for Invest Conference and, I don't know, and we had been to his church and to his conference. we had heard him talk about Kingdom Builders and actually we started Kingdom Builders before that. So just listening to him teach on it and just feeling, maybe it was a year and a half or two years of teaching and making sure we understood it till we begin to just recognize this was God wanted us to do in order to um, in order to be the missions giving church and the kingdom building church that we Mm -hmm. wanted to be so yeah that's uh, that's awesome that's some of the root
1: and we do see miracles that that God does through our giving. Uh, It's pretty... I think even last year, we had some miracles through our... I remember one of the stories, uh, Jean Stoffel. Uh, I think she shared it with a couple of people. You know, she had something in her heart that she wanted to give, and it was way out of her comfort zone. But God about this amount and she she, ob- obediently did that and like within a few weeks her business just rocketed you know like just yeah. boom so like things like that it's just awesome to hear like oh my god like with our with that generosity god honors us
0: yeah
1: yeah well, it's good even that it's happens good. even this this era. <laughs> it's not just old but it's also like happening right now.
0: It's I've said it a hundred million ways, but we experience God in a way experience God through giving in a way we can experience him no other way. Mm. So until you start giving until you, until you start taking steps of generosity you're just missing out on on knowing on, on knowing God in another way right. it's like maybe a celebrity you know about the celebrity you know everything about their life you've driven by their house but it's mm. another thing to like be having Thanksgiving with them. Mm, so yeah. you can know everything. You could even text. Right? Be texting the person. But there's a just a level of knowing mm. that, they're, that they're still to experience. Mm.
1: Good one. So you touch. Talk- on a lot of stuff on Sunday, uh, which was so awesome. I I just love the series. I think it's a brilliant idea that we we came up like last year planning retreat. All right, let's the year theme like Jesus.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been so good, and you know I'm I'm really excited about this coming Sunday's message. I. I don't know. There's something about it that I think is really, really cool. But this, mm-hmm. this week was good, too. And we <laughs> talked about this idea. I mean, I liked this week, but I'm, I, I'm really excited about next week. Yeah. The um, We talked this week, you know, be generous like Jesus. Well, initially, I had some pushback. Well, was Jesus generous? I didn't see Jesus giving in no miracle offering. <laughs> <laughs> And so we tried to first, um, you know he generously forgives, he generously gave his life, he generously fed other people. And I think the critic might say, yeah, none of that was money." Mm. And, and so if you want to hold, you know you can you could say, well, then you didn't prove anything. Pastor." right. Kate. Uh, generosity involves much more than our money. All right. Um, and usually the part, if there's a part of our life we're not willing to be generous with, then maybe that could be showing and revealing an idol to us. We won't forgive other people. What's that showing about our heart? If we won't give up our time, if we won't our church, if we won't um y- you know sacrifice any parts of our life that saying about our walk um and then i didn't think i said this in my sermon i forgot to write it down but when he talks about he generously fed others even yeah. that to me is mind blowing because i would only want to feed my friends. So I'm going to generously feed my friends and generously feed the people who I know are on my side. But in that huge crowd of people, there's people not on the side of Jesus. There's a lot of skeptics there. There's spies there for the Pharisees. There's Romans there. You know, making sure that they're not going to cause an uprising against Caesar. And he fed them all. And I mm. wouldn't have either. I would have I would have had some conditions on it. Mm. Let's get, let's get, who already has food? I'm gonna feed the people. Mm. They can leave. I'm going to only feed the people who don't have food. But no, he was generous. Nonstop. And then, I, and then too, I realized this. The feeding of the 4,000 and the feeding of the 5,000. Mm. The 5,000, he used that little lunch we've talked about on Kingdom Builders, you, you know, before. Serious, yeah. But the 4,000, he used his own lunch. which I think. Mm. He, he and his disciples they had what they needed to eat. All right. And they took from what they had. Oh.
1: Man, I think you're giving some sermon points for me. Hmm. I love what you just said. It down, and with your permission, may I present it on my sermon? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I sure. love what I, lo- I love the f- part that you said. Like, you know, there were a lot of other people there, right? Like, uh, like I had never thought that way. Like, we right. just say, like, yeah, there was another large crowd that gathered, and people just ran out of food. You know, that's what the Bible says. But we don't like think, oh my gosh, like there is like people who supports Jesus and hates Jesus. Everyone was hungry, but he still chose to eat them. (laughs) That is, yeah. wow, that is, that shows the love, that shows the genuine love of Christ for us.
0: And it shows to how limitless he is in his force.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, right? he he's able to love, and he's not. No one can. Kill him. And I think at church, people, we, I think, mm. um, if. What blessing that person? Right. They're bad, hmm. and we just never really know what they are. But God can bless whoever He wants to bless. He All can right. bless your your crooked ex husband. Mm-hmm. He can bless your crooked man, your crooked boss, right? And he 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 aligns it for His mm-hmm. purposes, and that's to to think long. The, the the long I don't know the long term view of God we mm-hmm. always forget that he's outside of time and so he could be blessing that manager because that manager is going to be um, the grandfather of a preacher one day. And so mm-hmm. he's storing up all that wealth and for that for that preacher one day. And we don't know the big, t- the long term picture. And yet we're going to grumble and complain. Um, it reminds me, I can't think of the title of the parable the parable of the worker's wage. I don't know if that's what it's called, but the guy works all day and gets paid the same amount as the guy who was there five minutes. And yeah. the manager's like, Am I with you? I told you what I was going to pay you, and I've paid you that. Yeah. And, you know we start comparing that stuff again that's not generous we should be excited for the person who the manager well and grateful Mm. that he kept his uh, his agreement with us also
1: yeah Uh, the one thing that stuck out right now what you said was like a lot of times we we feel that right like why is God why does God does not do that for me and my family and why is it, right. why is it happening? Uh, I, I answered this question but like what would what would shift in our lives as Christians when we or like have that feeling Lord like are you kidding me? like I, I sowed into your kingdom but I don't get any return yet or like, Maybe I never sowed or, you know, I'm, I'm not part of but I'm tithing every week or every, every two weeks, but I don't see anything. I'm being faithful in that. But uh, what should shift in our lives? Maybe, maybe it might be something that you have experienced in your own life, that, like you had to shift something. I don't know, but what, is there any practical things that the people can do, do shift that like to shift that mentality like why why is not God blessing me and why is like a non-believer who does not even go to church uh, come on
0: <laughs> well I think we've got to just recognize our own heart and the sinfulness that creeps within our own heart uh that's one i think is important to to recognize and so you begin to think god hasn't done enough for me you've got to stop and recognize that you um that god has already done enough for you he sent jesus jesus died on the cross again you're forgiven you're promised heaven he doesn't need to do more you need to be fully content where if that's all he did for me do for me again, I'll serve him, follow him, and love him still. Right. So that's important because otherwise you're treating God like, um, what have you done for me lately? And mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not healthy. The other part which I had said in the message is the skeptic looks at Jesus feeding the 4,000 and they say, yeah, if I if i could do miracles i'd give two and yeah. and that was the, the that was like exactly that's the point you are hmm. a child of god so that means we walk in that same miraculous power and he does a multiplication when we tithe hmm. 10% and you'll hear not just pastors say this. You'll hear business people and moms say that I God allows me to do more in the 90% than I ever did with the 100%. Hmm. That because it's miraculous. It's supernatural that you tithe, but you become financially better off than people who don't tithe. Hmm. It, it, it's super... It's it's supernatural, and we don't give testimonies about it enough because we don't want to brag. And there's that scripture: "Don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing." Right. So then people are always like, "Well, I don't want to give a testimony and lose my blessing." That's part of it, but we we do. Have God is infinite. Right, He's infinite in ability and power and. So that's one part of it. The other part, Stephen, that, I, that I'd that i say is saving for retirement. You don't put <laughs> your first $50 into a mutual fund or into an IRA and then come back two weeks later and be like, are you kidding me? Right. How am I, uh, re- stupid retirement, how am I ever going to retire off this? Right. No, you're looking <laughs> at, it's a long-term investment mm. and- What's it going to be in 35, 40, 45 years? Well, it's going to be $10 million. And so you just recognize what I'm sowing, the seed I'm sowing now is not for immediate payoff. These are investments. There's an eternal dividend. So it says store up treasures in heaven. So there's an eternal reward, eternal payout for Mm. what we're giving now. But then also yeah. there is a, an earthly reward that is like saving for retirement. Building, it is building compound interest. It is building upon itself. And each year you tithe and each year you give the king, it's building upon itself. And the reward becomes greater as you progress. Hmm. And the reward's not just a financial slot machine payout. Um, right. God blesses, God builds businesses and gives promotions and pay raises. God does that deliberately, um, but also the little things of now you know God in a way you never knew him before. Um, and I would say let me say this, and this is maybe not a good example I'm just trying to find an example that works, and the celebrity one didn't work satisfactory enough to me. <laughs> so think of if you and I know you never did this and and neither did I, but if you if you lived with your girlfriend and you shared all parts of your life, you had um you had had sex in that relationship, it is still not the same relationship within the marriage covenant so you can know all about each other you can have mm-hmm. shared each other but it is different inside of that marriage covenant than it is outside of it and i think when you begin to give you step inside a covenant with god where it says test me in this bring the whole tithe to the storehouse test me in this and see that i'm not god and i'm not poor um, the the riches of he- of heaven he- upon you yeah and so that's like that that I think probably a better example though that though the example includes a simple lifestyle but you can do everything with God when you mm. begin to give now all of a sudden there's just a depth to that relationship that beautiful thing
1: right. Wow. Take notes, listeners. That's a lot. <laughs> that so we is talked, a lot.
0: We, so we then moved, Stephen, into this. And so I want to get your feedback on this. Yeah, I said, when we meet Jesus, we become generous. It is part of what changes within us. Mm. Um, I had three examples, and I'll let you speak into anyone you want to, but you think of one outside of this. I I only had three. I probably could have found more, but... I came up with three just because of time, so the Tony Church, Tabitha or Dorcas, and Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, yeah. Any of those stood? Out? You talked about it on Sunday, or you have a different one you want to share?
1: I think Zacchaeus stood out to me. Uh, uh, one thing because he was hated. He just was hated by the people because he took money from them. And, uh, you know, he heard that Jesus was coming and I don't know, the transformation in my in my thing, like the transformation in his heart happened even before he met Jesus because he himself climbed up Jesus, <laughs> yeah. you know? It was not like, all right, Jesus found me and I'm going to have that encounter. No, even before meeting Jesus, he had something that in his heart that, oh, I need to, I need to, I'm sure I need to do something to see this man. And when he met him, you know, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house. So, you know, even, even with that, like sometimes I think, like, I think you mentioned in your sermon, like, God, what do I give A hundred dollars? Oh, that is that is doable. Is there something else that needs to happen in our lives that we need to do? With God, uh, you know. But what happened when Zacchaeus met Jesus? Was you know he became generous? Like Bible says, you know, Lord, I, if I have cheated people on their taxes, I'll give them back. Times as much not double not triple like four times um, so sometimes when we have that encounter as you mentioned it's not just about all about the money but we can we can be generous in all the other areas like as I said forgive you know it, it is it comes out of generosity uh, yep and I think that really even as I was just talking through that Point like even before he met Jesus, something in his heart really changed. Uh, and I think even like talking about kingdom builders, right? Even that project, the remaining project about uh, porous truck. What do you call that truck? No, that's not a truck. That's a it's um, it's a, U, a,
0: a UTV or I-
1: UTV. There we go. Like even that right that should that should really excite people that should really excite heart because it's it's something that we are partnering to make a difference uh, and when we follow this, uh, you wrote you said that when we follow jesus generosity follows us and I think it follows through our actions it's not just the word oh you know we're butt we follow through our actions and it too you know you won't feeding people you know even feeding uh 5, and 4, different different days he just didn't say i'm the bread of life and you know <laughs> and right. just stood there you know he he gave he, the resource he has the resources so i think that that story stood out to me
0: yeah yeah, there's a lot in there and there's a lot you could preach about Zacchaeus yep <laughs> him as you said before like him I want to see Jesus and and we have we're putting ourselves in those places where we can experience Jesus you, you know yeah. side note for worship nights be there to have your kids there to experience it to, to yeah. get out of your seat and walk to the prayer team um to run morning to be there more than 10 sunday mornings a year and all of these things you just never know this the sunday that changes your life forever this could be the worship night that changes your life forever this could be the revive youth conference that changes your kids life this could be the summer camp that changes mm. your kids life forever and uh yeah the takes one encounter yeah, it one, only
1: takes one genuine, like, heart-open encounter to be like him, more like him every
0: day. I was a depressed, angry, insecure kid as a fourteen-year-old. One night at youth group, Jesus changed my whole life. What would happen if I wasn't at that youth group? Um, uh, it's just
1: probably you won't be here. Yeah, maybe, maybe. It.
0: Yeah, maybe my story, maybe I would have come around in a few years. Right. Uh, um, maybe I wouldn't have, but maybe I, you know, maybe I would have gotten into a lot of sin. and Right. You know, but part of testimony is the things that I was able to stay away from because I I met Jesus. Um, I want to say something about summer camp because I said it and now it popped in my head. And if I don't say it, I'm going to be. Say it. I'm gonna be stuck. Um, the district where we go to our summer camp, they're offering a um, a Christmas discount. So if you pay your deposit if you register for summer camp and pay your deposit by cr- by Christmas. They- they'll take fifty dollars off their early bird price, which will make it two hundred bucks. And then for the first hundred kids. At Restoration Church, that register will take fifty bucks off as well. So you can get a hundred dollars off camp if you register before Christmas. Now there's no registration link yet, but I just want that that to begin spreading through the church. That uh, wow, so be a Christmas discount for camp. So saving a hundred bucks if you've got four kids, <laughs> like <Yeah>. I do, <laughs> that's a huge savings. Yep. So Anyway, sorry to go off subject.
1: Oh, that's that's generous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was Gen- pumped. I we just found out at Revive that they're offering that Christmas discount.
1: Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome.
0: Um, well, uh, where, what's our timer yeah, on this? Where's our time? Oh, we've been talking for forty uh, minutes. That can't be right. Uh, yeah, we have not been because uh, maybe- we had. I had a 35, I probably had a half hour trying to get my microphone.
1: 35 minutes, maybe probably should be right.
0: So we, I'm trying to think. So we talked about this, where did I talk about this as well? Oh, my is spoke on a, at a breakout session at Revive about their missions giving um, their kingdom builders giving that they do delight um, and in that I said do um, what I say what to say what I said here is that when we give we give joyfully cheerfully obediently mm-hmm. and for for our sermon said supernaturally but in that context there I said sacrificially which is true but I'm on Sunday I didn't say sacrificially which maybe I should yeah. have but mm. spiritually I think is can be sacrificially but i was just trying to highlight all the positives that we get to experience. yeah and and the way we can experience giving that mm. a, that is so foreign to some people
1: yeah I had a question past Nate. Your boys, your kids are super uh, passionate. Like, I've never seen any kid that are really passionate for mission and giving. For you is, were they always this way or was it something that you and Michelle uh, showed them, taught them, like maybe some parents that are listening, Uh, maybe it can be a help even for me as a, as a dad, as a parent, uh, even at the young age of my kids, how can we as a parents or individuals, uh, passion and passion about giving like your boys are just like wonderful. They just wonderful in doing these things. Was that, yeah, so my question is, what are some things that you can share for parents who are raising their kids uh, and are, like, afraid to talk about this or, like, don't know how to talk and give that passion and, you know, like the mission for the kids, for the mission, you know? So talk me through that.
0: I think I think that as a parent we I want to be generous but as parents we don't allow them to be generous. And so I'll give you a few examples um when your 5-year-old has 100 dollars in birthday money and they say I want to put it in the BGMC barrel. I want to give it to the, that's the kid kids um uh kingdom builders project BGMC. Yeah. And I want to put my 100 dollars in there like well how about we put these four quarters instead four is more than one four quarters is more than because it's four and one and so we convince our kids to not be generous and i'm not saying if your kid wants to give a hundred bucks you can say hey this is a lot of money let me lay this out here in pennies." you're giving away is you understand yeah i want to give it all okay then you can give it all and then when well, they bought to want to buy something the next week and like, i i want my money i want to no you gave it all away and then and then helping them to teach them that we do that when a kid says i want to give my new toy to my cousin and you're like no your cousin has enough toys why don't you give him this old broken toy <laughs> yeah you have to let them be generous when they want to be generous. And so we've let the boys do that. Um, and, and even when it was inconvenience to us, or even when they gave away something I want, we would let them do that. And so that was little. I mean, everybody does that at Christmas time. So, hey, mm-hmm. we're going to go a toy to give to. A family doesn't have as much. We're all right. doing that, and you recognize kids love to do that. So the mm. only thing you're doing is is stewarding that. I mm. yeah. Put that in them. I mean, some kids you do, but most kids are very excited to to be givers. Else. Um. Mm. So little things. I mean, I don't do this every year. I, I forget, but trying to, um, give the boys money to buy gifts for each other. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I, I, taught them to do that early on. Like, you you know, I remember when Beniah was three and Abram was two or maybe four, three, and Asher was one bringing them. And they, here's, you know, here's five bucks, find something for your brother Find something for your mom, find something for your other brother, and then they wrapped it up, and then they were so pumped at Christmas to say, Abram Abram, open the gift I got you. And then you'd yeah. open it up and then Don't you love it? It's a ball. I knew you'd love the ball. And yeah. they would be so excited. And yeah. and you every parent recognizes, oh yeah, my kids do that. So mm. the only thing that I did was to, um, sorry, my headphones are connected to my phone. My phone just started ringing. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only, th- you, you know, I think missions, one, we're open with our giving with them. So we've shared our own giving story. And yeah. I don't know what year it was, but one year Michelle and I gave 50% of our income um to the church yeah. and so we shared that with the boys, and they were little. I don't know how much they captured or understand it. we didn't
1: yeah,
0: but we share the miracles that God's done, and then we let them live it out. so that's a long a long answer for you.
1: No, that's good. That's a good one even for us to just teach. We always think, oh, they're small, they're small, you know. When they grow up, we'll teach them, you know. But I think it's to teach them. uh, I think it's a similar,
0: I would say a similar practice in your marriage. Mm. If one spouse wants to practice responsible generosity, (laughs) Mm. should encourage that. So if miracle offering, hey, let's pray about it. I've written down five thousand. You've written down fifty dollars. Right. We're far apart. What should we do? Well, if I'm less. I always want to err on generosity. Like, well, mm. if you're feeling five thousand, I guess well, let's do five thousand. Obviously, yeah. if it's a responsible marriage partner, some marriage partners have don't have any understanding of money in there you get $5,000 cause you just bought a $110,000 pickup truck. Right. So <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not saying irresponsible, but yeah. responsible generosity. I would err on, on, on the gener on the generous side. I think I to err on the, well, let's do the lesser number. Well, we both yeah. heard, we both heard a number. They're different. Let's do the lesser number. something that I remember doing when I made $7 an hour is I just rounded up my tithe check. So every two weeks, I got paid $360 maybe. (laughs) And I would write a check check for $40. Mm. You know, as a... I don't know how old I was. 20 maybe. um, And round it up. Because I'm always going to be more generous yeah um anyway those are my thoughts on that that's
1: good that's good stuff the time time frame
0: yeah any books books, any podcasts books on giving lots of books on giving (laughs) and i don't know what ones i've shared before but i love Reading people's personal. So, um, one book, Finding My Way Home. Sorry, I was thinking I was still connected to my Finding My Way Home. By um, John Houston, he's the owner, founder, and president of John Houston Custom Homes. He's given us money. He's uh He's one of those people who's giving. what many of us would ever comprehend. Um, right. I think about the blessed life that helped Michelle and I. Um, I don't know what year we read that, but that was good. Uh, Extravagant by Brian Jarrett. He's a pastor in Texas. That was a book that was helpful for me in my giving journey. Yeah. Um,
1: I think of the treasure principle.
0: Yeah, the treasure principle. Randy Alcorn. But, yeah, that's a good one. And I had one more. That was on. My mind. It was another um, um, personal giving story, which I can't remember. But yeah, there's there's a lot there. There's that.
1: <laughs> there is
0: <laughs> so
1: <laughs> there's a lot of resources pick one and uh, be blessed
0: as far as podcasts there are a lot of churches now that do kingdom builders um yeah you know from rob ketterling influence and from his teachings and how he's he's inspiring other people yeah. so you know one thing the weeks is i'll I'll jump in and watch some other miracle offering services from other churches. Mm. And it's yeah. putting to me knowing, you know, one in a miracle offering, no one individual's giving that miracle offering. Some, some people giving 10, some people giving thousands, but everybody's giving and it turns into this huge number. Now we're one part. When we think about what we're doing, plus all of these other churches are doing, then it turns into this astronomical millions and millions of dollars being given to build the kingdom of God. And so it's one small church, which is what God's able to do to all of us Hmm. is unreal.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Thank you so much for being here, Pastor Nate. Yeah, thanks for having me uh, No worries. Uh, I hope all of you have a blessed listening time. And if you have questions, we love questions and uh, help you through all that. So if you have questions, either connect with us through all the social media or, or emails. Yeah,
0: we'll answer our question on the podcast. Well, it'll be yeah. fun. We haven't done that in a while.